Welcome back to the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built-In Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. And it is Wednesday, 8.02, so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday starting at 8 p.m. And if you guys do miss the live show, you can check it out tomorrow morning on podcast form, either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or or wherever you get your podcast. So if you guys miss it, you like podcast form, check us out. Shout out to our sponsor, Picasso's. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. As well as the comment section is open. You guys drop comments. Do whatever you guys want. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you love the video. All that fun stuff. But yeah, comments open. Any questions you have about the Bills' uh, comeback victory over the Ravens or previewing the Steelers game, which we will get to in the second half. Any comments, any questions, and that will be glad to answer. It keeps the show a little more interesting. But we cannot break down the Ravens game and preview the Steelers game without our guest, Lance Nelson from the sit-downs on Friday night, part of the Built in Buffalo Network. How are we doing tonight, my man? How you doing, brother? No, we're good here. So just excited about the win and uh, excited for the upcoming game. And your co-host is coming in already. Sauce God, let's go. Part of Friday night sit down. But before we get into the before we get into the Ravens game and break down all that fun stuff, where can everyone find your Twitter? Like I mentioned, your show. But where can everyone find your show, your social media account, all that? All yeah, that so I'm stuff. at Mafia Montage on the. Uh, on the Twitter and uh, you can find us on obviously the built in Buffalo network Friday nights at seven. Our show is presented by underdog fantasy. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, go out there, sign up for underdog fantasy app and use the promo code PIB BIB for built in Buffalo. And you'll get your first deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. So it's pretty little cool promo they got going and uh, the cool you know, app. It's a cool app. It's a, it's a little, it's, it's not like your traditional betting app in, in the sense. Right. Of, yeah. No, it's a fancy it's app. So it's, uh, it's actually, you know, legalized in more states than a, than a traditional mm-hmm. betting app. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really, uh, you know, it's a fantasy football. They got best ball and those kind of things. But the thing I love the best is a pick them. That's what I've been using. Pick the higher lowers yeah. or what's really cool is you get to do some rivals. So you can actually say this player is going to have more passing yards than the other quarterback. Oh. And, not know and, they'll, and they'll do random stuff. So it'd be like Josh Allen's going to have more yards than Kenny Pickett plus 75 and a half. So he's got to, you know, beat him by 75 and a half passing yards. So that's, I don't know what the, the rival yeah. will be this weekend, but that's just an example of what it could be. Yeah, so yeah. that's, no, it's really cool. They got a lot of different things on there. And uh, I had a big one for four grand last year. So I'm hoping to, uh, hoping to keep it going. They automatically give you 20 times your wager uh, on a five leg. Um, pick them so you know mm-hmm. uh, i tried it last week i kind of messed it up in the sense of i've been doing cor- i won money not as much as i thought i won um that's right yeah. i didn't lose money so i guess at the end of the day they got the insurance money. feature so if you yeah. if you miss one you're still what i did win so mess it up and have to text lance the next day like what the hell happened here and have to figure it out and i still won money not as much as thought, yeah there you go you're always better off winning Get yourself a 30 rack right <laughs> yeah um yeah promo code um, BIB built in Buffalo as always. Gage is coming in. Shout out to Sauce and Montage. Neil James, Dr. Z. Um, Tampa Neil, part of Mondays and Thursdays, breaking tables, part of the built in Buffalo network. Sauce Garage, right? Like and share everything, guys. Um, win is a win. So let's get into let's get into the fun stuff. We're gonna break down the Bills victory, 23-20 victory over the Ravens. I'm gonna start with you, Lance. What was one of the good things you liked from Sunday? I just love that they go in and and they get down so early. And I think in our chat, even uh, uh, it's mainly you, you, Dave, and I, I think for the most part, but, but it's like, all right, you know, we've got to settle down here. And then they just had a nice poised, just even keel kind of comeback. And they just, you know, grinding through it. Um, They know that they made a lot of mistakes early, but they put their heads down and just kind of went through and executed everything they needed to. And then, um, you know, at the end of the day, we came out on top. So I just loved how they stayed in the game. Um, you know, yeah. came in the in the second quarter, we kind of started getting the traction there. Score at the end of the at the end that, of the half. That was the biggest thing. You know, at the end and of so the so yeah, so we were able to finish some drives towards the end of that first half, and then continuing the second half, getting some points on the board, and then obviously we end up um, with the victory. So I'm I'm really happy that you know these guys didn't get down and didn't get out. We just kept grinding, and we and we did our thing. So. Yeah, um, getting that score 
two and a half is special. It was not special, but it gave like one. It gave like confidence to us that it was twenty to ten. Looking at twenty to ten and twenty to three is obviously seven points, but it's a, just a huge momentum um, thing for the Bills. And it looked like the Bills kind of figured out their offense in that um, second or ended the second quarter, and it just felt like the Bills kind of flipped a switch and. They needed that score. You don't get that score. We don't know what really happens in the game. I feel like the game yeah, totally, really, right? um, totally uh, change. You never know. The Bills might not come back and win that game. I also felt like one of the more frustrating things with this, not with this team, but it's like when you know this team can be very good and when you know we have high expectations for this team, you right. expect every every drive, every down, all that for the Bills to succeed def- defensively and offensively because you know they can. It's not like it's not like the Bears or you're the Texans where you just it's just you're you're outmatched every time you go on the field. The Bills are 99% of the time better than their opponent or yeah. have more talent than their opponent for the most part. They're better than most teams. So when you see the Bills struggle like they did in the first half with just punts, 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 the Josh Allen interception to start the uh, beginning of the game, the Devin Signatory fumble, you're you're annoyed because you're like this is just uncharacteristic. We haven't seen this in a while. And you see the Bills actually do their thing in the second half, which gives you obviously a ton of confidence. And like the, another good thing was I thought Josh Allen's second half showed a lot of composure. I also thought if you go to the defense side of the defense was incredible. I thought in the, especially in that second half, Jordan Poyer, two interceptions, Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds were absolute animals um, throughout the game, especially when you have somebody in Lamar Jackson, whose main goal is to get out of the pocket and he can hurt you with the legs like nobody else can. Right. I think having Milano and having Edmonds there was a huge factor for the Bills. And like Milano with 13 total tackles, 11 sole tackles. There was a couple of tackles in space where I would say not a lot of linebackers can tackle Lamar Jackson in space. It's yeah, not it's sure. like not a lot of linebackers <laughs> can tackle Josh Allen in space. Different different running materials, but they're both great in the open field. I thought Milano and Edmonds did a great job. It's it's something when we played the Ravens. We saw it in the playoff game um, in 2019. They controlled Lamar Jackson. They've done a good job the last handful of times of playing against Lamar Jackson, which is huge because the Ravens could be one of the teams you see in a wild card round or a divisional round or even a conference championship. Yeah, they're sneaky good. I mean, they can definitely get to the conference championship, no doubt. They're uh, one of the teams, you know, if I'm saying – I'm not really concerned about any team, but one of the teams you say, oh, man, I really don't look forward to the game, let's say. It's definitely the Ravens because, man, you saw how um, gritty the game was, and they started off fast, and then our defense kind of came out in the second half and had the same type of success turning the ball over on them and and being able to to make the big plays we needed. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see our defense with, you know, a secondary that's really banged up and looking to hopefully get healthier. Uh, just still playing, and I, it, I think it's that scheme, right? It's just putting these people in such a uh, position for success. I, I love that, man. I love to see these coaches just be able to turn over different guys that they know can fit into their scheme, and they're just picking guys out of the sixth round. And he comes in and wins the job over the number one pick, right? So it's just like these kind of things to me are just scary uh, uh, good about the coaches. So I don't really have too much concern Um when certain positions are a little bit uh, banged up because of things like the D line and the secondary, um, we, we got enough guys and enough scheme to, to help us out. Yeah. Um, gave us a little momentum going to the half. Yeah. That touchdown and the half was huge. Um, it gave it 20 to 10 is a big difference in 23 and just shows that the bills could, or showed us that the bills could obviously move the ball down the field and be effective. Um, Sauce guys coming in struggles out of character, but happens to any team. Yes. We have this much talent. Obviously, the struggle is not your norm. It's going to happen. It's the National Football League. You're not going to one. We're not obviously we're never going to go 17 and 0. And you're going to have possessions and quarters where you're not going to succeed, and just the struggles could be at all time high. Um, but it shows that the Bills can bounce back from that. And winning a close game, that narrative has been bouncing around social media for the the past week heading into the game. They were only seven in the last seven one score games, and that is something I wouldn't like say we were overly concerned about. But that that is something that the Bills had to kind of write the ship on because in a playoffs, you're not going to blow out every team. And if you're hopefully get to the Super Bowl, it's, odds are it's not going to be a blowout. It's it's going to be um, a tough, close game. And the Bills showed that they can come back. This was the first time they came back 
from 17 points down or more since 2011. And that was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He did it twice in 2011, um, in week two and week three. So I was happy about that. Yeah, my anxiety was high before the game. I would say, I don't know how you felt before the game. Well, I'm always confident, especially this team and the last handful of years, that the Bills can win every game they play in. This is not seven years ago, the Bills, where you pray that they win the game. But you're coming off a two and you're two and one. You're coming off a tough game against the Dolphins where you should have won and you had chances to win. And the difference between being two and two and three and one is massive. For sure. So, yeah. so what were your thoughts heading into the game? Were you just like a little a little on edge? You're like, ooh, Ravens- nah, I wasn't nervous until after they got down, man. At first <laughs> I was like, dude, we're gonna go into this game and and we should be rolling. I know the weather, and I just I don't know. For me, I was kind of just like weather is whatever we we learned our lesson uh because the last time we had weather in a game uh with that new england uh game with all the wind we ended up starting to throw the ball and having success towards the end and i don't know if the wind just died down enough to where we could do that or what but once they actually um started just going with their bread and butter and forgetting about the weather and but this was just they tried it and they couldn't get any traction in the first half you know there's guys dropping everything and um you know linemen just not keeping their blocks so the defensive line was just getting a hand on every pass they only throw and you know a couple of them got picked so yeah it's just it was and then singletary fumbled so it's just a matter of like my anxiety was okay until we got to that point and then it's like man um but after we scored at going into half i think i was uh confident confident that we were gonna you know come back and make that game uh I thought we were going to win by more, but obviously we didn't need to, and we just did what we had to do to get the W. So, How about them Bills? Yeah, how about them Bills? The Bills come back when 23-20, kind of get themselves out of the national media's uh, toilet bowl for uh, about a week when everyone was crowning the Dolphins, bashing the Bills, all that stuff. Uh, Dominic's coming in. Yo, 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 what's Bills Mafia? What's up, man? I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. You've been you you've been you were um over the summer. You were inconsistent. We haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Happy that you're back in. Scott Reed's coming in. What's up? Bobby Hall's coming in. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. Sauce God's right. When you have number 17, I think most people in Built in Buffalo, most people in the Bills community, if you have number 17, it's like having number 15 for the Chiefs. You have number 15, you have number 17, you have a chance. You always have a chance. And and then the Ravens kind of learned that. And that's also maybe one of the reasons the Ravens went for it at the end of the game. They're like, well, they're going to march. They've been marching down the field the whole second half. They're going to march down anyway. Well, three, they're going to score a touchdown. So we got to score a touchdown here. If we don't get it, then they're going to kick a field goal anyway. Like, you know what I mean? They're going to be in our area anyway. And I don't, I never bash John Harbaugh for going. You never bash people for going for it in that situation. I, the one thing that if you're on the Ravens side of, um, or if you're, the, if you're a Ravens fan or your Ravens side, throwing an interception there was horrible because the Bills get the ball at 20 instead of the two or three yard line where your whole game plan is completely different. You're trying to get out of the end zone and trying to flip the field a little if you have to punt. But now when you get to the 20, the Bills can kind of like, ooh, we can kind of do our thing here. Right. We have a chance to get in field goal range and win the game. So that, I don't mind the call. The execution just didn't work. And obviously shout out to, uh, Shout out to um, Jordan Porter for making one hell of a play. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, our second half, our second half defense. Lance, what are your thoughts on this? Seven points they have given up this year. Yeah, Seven points. I mean, how incredible is that? They just been shutting people down and uh, been doing it with all different the, the adjustments they can go in and make, and they understand. Yeah, you know. And then it seems like the other team just says, "Oh, we'll just keep doing what our what we're doing because it's working in the first half." Uh, you know, or whatnot, and and they're just not able to adjust. But the Bills come out with the adjustments in the second half, and they know um, exactly what they need to do. It seems, and then they just execute it, and it's been really cool to watch. Um, it's kind of like the Bills in the first drive of the game we, against Tennessee. They scored, obviously, and this week they scored, but that was because they had to flip the field. Like the field was flipped instantly, so I wouldn't put that in this conversation. Um, the Bills kind of fill you out. I feel like the first drive or two on defense defensively they not saying they let him score because nobody ever lets the other team score in the first drive of the game. that's just not how it works but i kind of feel like the bills kind of let or kind of feel out the, their opponent and then make that adjustment what are your thoughts on that yeah i think it's great these guys these coaches are so um maybe maybe not underrated but i don't know that they get the love and i see um 
Bobby yeah. Hall's coming in saying coaches need love too. They just they're so good, man. It's uh it's unreal. It's, it's, that's it's, a huge if you're gonna say something great about the coaching staff and the coaching staff's great. That's one of the things you especially defensively with Frazier and McDermott, their adjustment. Their adjustment is awesome. And like you said earlier, Lance, how you said they, they're good at putting people in at the at the position they want to be. So obviously Micah Hyde and Porter, they know what they're doing. But DeMar Hamlin, talking about Kyrie Lam, a rookie, Dane Jackson, like those guys are not superstars in the NFL. Those guys are put in the right place and they're succeeding consistently. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a super chat in here, Dominique. This yes. is you're back, man. You're back. I love your your super chats are consistently. You're, you're made of money. It feels like, um, for us to be an injury riddled as were, that was good, great win. When we were fully healthy, I can't see anyone stopping us. Yeah, the injury injury bugs still still creeping up, up our you know what's kind of driving me nuts when I got to keep yep. reading the injury reports. Um, obviously I say injury reports are a little. Uh, Wednesday injury reports, I would always take them with a grain of salt. Thursday, Friday injury reports, like the Steelers are missing like five defensive backs today. Like, if it's game played, like if you were thinking that's true, then the Steelers are gonna have nobody back there, like literally nobody. Um, so I would calm down with the injury reports, but yeah, I would say, what, what are your thoughts on the injuries, Lance? Like, how the Bills have kind of sustained the injuries and they've gone three and one and in the first four games, three of them being on the road, kind of, uh, you know goes with the narrative of being the deepest team in the league, right? So um, we've kind of had to prove it, and we did. So I hope that that um, is kind of behind us and that we can start getting some guys back, obviously, because it would be nice to see what the full team, you know, would look like, and maybe we wouldn't struggle um, as much on certain aspects of the game. If we yeah. can if we can get fully healthy, um, things are like pass rush and that kind of thing are going to get much easier with our starting four along the front uh, defensive line. And then obviously if we get healthy in the secondary, now we've got a huge uh, rotational uh, opportunity for these coaches to bring, bring these guys in and out and keep them fresh. And so not, not having as much drop off because 24 has been playing out of his mind. And if we can yes. give Trey white a break potentially by week and not, and not have, week. you know, not have um, too much drop off from that, level of play that's just huge thank you dominique appreciate the super chat guys if you want if you super chat we always appreciate it here at built in buffalo tampa Neal's coming in jordan poor defensive player there he's playing like a defensive player there what is it three interceptions no four interceptions in three games because obviously he missed um the miami game so he's been playing absolutely like an all pro which he is an all pro and he's making a case for brandon bean make maybe he has to pay him and obviously with the uncertainty with micah hyde in the future unknown with him you might have to pay him. Or yeah, it's kind of scary the the middle of our defense right now because we're going to have Ed Oliver coming up, and then we're going to have Tremaine, and then we're going to have to have pay some people. Hoyer and Hyde. So it's like, man, we got to figure something out here. But I mean, that's I uh, that's why it's just like this season is just like just enjoy it. You know, you got enjoy Hoyer, it. and it seems like he's putting up you know defensive player of the week uh, numbers like he did yeah. this week, and uh, and you know, man, he's an all pro. So I mean, we're getting all of his effort. There's no um, shying away from anything, and he's given us it all you know his all on the contract he currently has and you gotta love him for that i mean it's his handle yeah. the whole situation like, like a total professional yeah tremaine Edmonds, you might have to pay i'm a huge tremaine Edmonds believer that's my guy i love tremaine Edmonds. um but he's playing playing like a guy you have to pay because you see how good him and milano are together i just don't see how we could it's 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 we, we can have some debate we can talk about this for two, we can have a whole show we can have like six shows about yeah. who we're paying and who we're not but brandon bean always figures it out yeah, he always sure. figures it out. That's why maybe we have to um, look. I think the Bills are Von Miller and try to keep some guys in house. Obviously, you're not going to pay anyone. Like I think Singletary is probably gone at the end of the year. I think that's an easy. Um, I would love to see more James Cook. We can get that to in a second. I'm trying to get to yeah, some. We more will get comments. to that for sure. Trying to get to more comments before we go to the bad from the game. Uh, that narrative is real. We are very deep. Yeah, the Bills are super deep. Um, Bills also super deep at the coaching staff. Like, the coaching staff is incredible and how good they have been so far. So, yeah, we are very deep uh, positionally. Um, Trey coming back fully healthy is something that is great for this defense, and there's something to be said where you don't have to rush him back. There was a point about a week or two ago where people were screaming for Trey White to come back because the Bills, Benford injured. Um, Rhodes got obviously injured. Then you had Dane Jackson in, a, what was he, in an ambulance. You had no corners. Micah Hyde gets injured, and you're just like, the sky is absolutely falling. Kai Yuan 
has been terrific as a rookie. He's been terrific. He's not been talked about enough how good he has been as a rookie. Um, ben Friend's injury is not season-ending, so that gives you a little hope there. Dane Jackson comes back, missing one game, and then balls. Jordan Poyer comes back. DeMar Hamlin fills in well, and now you're like, oh, we don't need Trey White, which is a stupid narrative, but you do need Trey White. But you don't need him back against Pittsburgh. You don't need him for regular season games, but man, when those, like you said, you said you mentioned earlier, playoff games are just yes. so tough to win. Like we're yeah. going to need every bit we can yes. get to, to, also makes to win those games. You know? So much better. And look, when Trey White comes back, he might not play 90% of the snaps. Maybe play 60. Maybe you can win. And you could play him after the bye. You have obviously the Steelers and then you have the Chiefs. You would love him back for the Chiefs game, obviously. Sure. But if you can somehow rest him for the Chiefs game and you can obviously try to get a win out of that, and then you come, and then you have a bye. It just gives you another week. Extra I just week. wish they would say something about him. You know, it's like just it's, give it, us a practice. little. Just give it's, us something that he didn't, he's yeah, gonna, he didn't practice today. That's kind of annoying. You know, um, I was like next week thing, or is it like just? I mean, is there any inkling of? I mean, I just don't. I think I haven't heard anything. Time he practices is going to be where we actually start getting information, like limited participant, full participant, like what are we talking here until he practices and not, it's still just the same old, same old where nothing's going to happen. Um, Yeah. Williams, right. Injuries are part of the game. It happens next man up. Yeah. Injuries are part of the game. It's football. You're going to get injured, but the amount of injuries we have or have had, and everyone's getting healthier. Oliver should be back soon. Phillips should be back soon. I don't think the Edmonds Poyer injury is anything crazy at this point. Look, it's Wednesday. If they're still not practicing and it's Friday, then yeah, you can lose your absolute mind. Um, but enough with the good. Appreciate you guys all the comments. Um, yeah, Steers will get his confidence back, but that's the type of game where you don't need him back in the sense with Trey White. You, you're good enough with Elam and you're good enough with Dane um, to withstand that without having Trey White. If you, a game that you need him back would be the Chiefs. That's a game if you want to talk about that because the Chiefs obviously high powered offense and all that stuff. Something you didn't like from the game, Lance. The bad from Sunday. Yeah, I think uh, I've kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'll expound upon it. It's just like the inability for the offensive line. And you, you, I know not everyone's in the built in Buffalo chat, obviously. Um, but Lance is not a big fan of the offensive line. Not he's not wrong at all. I love the offensive line. I just wish they would do their job a little bit better. It's uh, you know, I love the guys, and it just is uh, frustrating to watch. Because you know, they can be concepts that are not executed properly. Uh, You have a guard pulling, and he just doesn't go to the right guy, and then that guy makes the tackle, and that's just the thing that drives me nuts. And Gilliam's been doing it all year, and Dawson Knox, and these guys. They'll bring somebody in motion on the tight end or Gilliam and, you know, they go through the hole and they don't touch, they go double team somebody and they don't actually touch the guy that makes the tackle. And uh, same thing with uh, uh, Bates on the play that Dave was showing us earlier and things, you know, these guys, they pull, they come around. And when they, when they come around to the hole that the running back's going to be in, they just absolutely cannot get a block and it's no wonder our running game can't get going. And I don't think that's why I think a lot of the uh, criticism on Singletary might be a little bit unfair because he just, if you actually look and see that he's making guys miss two yards behind the line of scrimmage, oftentimes um, you actually can gain more appreciation of his skills because instead of making the first guy miss three yards past the line, he's having to do it two yards before. So it's actually more of like a five yard gain from the point of, uh, conflict kind of I call it you yeah. know where you meet up with a guy not necessarily make contact with him but you're having to change your uh, initial direction and now you know it's kind of just ad-libbing so even a two three yard gain can kind of be spectacular when you had to you know go from trying to run a, a left off tackle to uh, you know inside uh, kind of the center you know yeah like you're thank you I appreciate you giving me the all 20 uh, NFL plus account because yeah. I'm all my free time, I try to not not the whole uh, all twenty two. Fun to watch, right? But yeah, it's fun to go back and look at some clips and just watch and rewatch it. Yeah, the offensive line has been subpar. It's been more subpar in the run game, like you mentioned, obviously with Singletary. I think that is one way the Bills can go from an un, from a really good offense or a great offense to an unstoppable offense. It doesn't have to be an, a Nick Chubb style of running or Derrick Henry yeah. style running, but if they're efficient and they're more of a threat. I thought they were better in this. Like, you know what was crazy? You know what was crazy, Lance? Um, 
I, you know what I'm going to bring? I just saw his chat. You know what? We're bringing Tampa Nealon. I, I saw Tampa Nealon down there. there for a couple minutes. I saw him down there, and I was like, you know what? Do I bring Tampa? him in? Do I not bring him in? I'm going to bring him in. I know What's you've been up, dying. Doctors? How you doing, Good. man? I had dying to talk about this game. You're all right. Missing our show on Monday. Been dying. I'm so, excited. It wasn't. What do you? We're, we're talking about the bad. Anything you didn't love about the game? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot in the first half that was not to love. That's for sure. There was a lot of draft passes, which is was really that upsetting. Was bad. Yeah, that was really really bad. I mean, even I mean, if you were digs today, he was like, he goes, I don't even know. But I'll tell you one thing. I dropped it. That was my bad. That's not going to happen again. And they were just letting balls get into their body. It was maddening. Like, go out. Yeah. I know that it's raining. I know it's wet. But your gloves have the sticky material on them. Go out and catch the ball with your hands, or at least try to. And then if you got to guide it into your body from there, fine. But, you know, McKenzie's coming, like, doing one of these things, letting it hit him in the shoulder pad and bounce off. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, the, the, the lack of pass catching was scary bad. It was it scary was, bad. It was okay. in the first half. And the you know it's kind of hit the Ravens a little more in the second half because I think whenever it was in the third quarter, Rashad Bateman had a first, easy first down across the middle and just he dropped it. And there was nobody 10 yards in front of him, and that would have been obviously a problem. So yeah, the bad, the run game wasn't and I thought the, the you know what the funny thing is the run game on the last drive was awesome. If you go back and watch that last drive, the run game was awesome, which is if you're the Bills, you're going over film, that's what you got to do when you're running the ball. Yeah, easier said than done, right? Easier said than done. Anything, Tim, I didn't get your thoughts. Another, We'll go back to the good for a second. Anything else you love? What would what, you love from the game? Um, Matt Milano yeah. was an absolute – he was everywhere. He was everywhere in that game. He owns Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I saw your comment. Yeah, he yeah. does. Lamar against him, Milano owns him. He tackles him. He doesn't mess around and let him juke around and do anything. Milano goes after him and he takes him down. Doesn't allow him to get past him. Yeah, Milano I don't know too many was... linebackers that can do no. that. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. There's not a lot of linebackers that can uh, make multiple, multiple tackles in the open field against Lamar Jackson, and Milano did yeah. it multiple times, which is, which is absurd. I do have a question for you. That's one. This is one reason I wanted to get on the show too. Yeah, yeah. Trey White, man, you guys, you guys touched on it a tad bit. Do we? Do you think he's coming back before you? You, you touched on it a little bit. Do you, do you think he's coming back before the bye week? Probably not. I don't. I feel like the. I don't. Obviously, he's not playing. I don't think he's playing Sunday. I don't. Think yeah. He hasn't practiced until he practices. I feel like he can get a better sense of where he is. So he obviously didn't practice today. I would say. It, look, if uh, the bye week is so, the problem is the Chiefs. Like if the Chiefs, we weren't playing the Chiefs there. If it was oh, the Texans, whatever, right? Some other team, you'd be like, oh yeah, no brainer. Everyone would be on board for that. You know, we don't need them for the next two games because they're games you should win. And then you have a bye, and we're like, okay, you get three extra week is could be huge down the stretch run. But the problem is, it's the Chiefs, and you want to beat the Chiefs. You want to, yep. you want to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, that, that last year's game. Still um pains everyone. So yeah, I would still say I would still say after buy. What about you, Lance? Yeah, I'm just jumping at the bit to see the guy on the field. You I see know. I I know. You see, I have his jersey. I love the guy. You know, obviously, there's what's not to love about him, right? He's yeah. a great guy in the community as well, and just um encompasses everything we talk about when humble and hungry and just all this stuff. Um, could it, you know, he's the first guy in with the McDermott uh, regime, and I, you know, obviously he's spectacular player so i'm just really excited to get him back but at the same time um you would hate to obviously get him back too soon and have a have a setback so um not gonna play this week and without him practicing today or even getting the any designation to return i i don't think it's even gonna be a one-week thing um so even if like i think if he's not active tomorrow then he's not gonna play against the chiefs either that's my thought. I mean, I'd, you're not hearing anything about him. I can't no. find any information. Like, there's literally nobody has said anything. And I don't know if anybody's asking the coaching staff during these interviews or not, but there's just not really anything out there that, to even give us any sort of inkling on, on any part of where he is, what we're, you know, what we're thinking about. And they're just very closed-lipped on it. It's baffling to me, really. 
I know. I agree. They're, they're even when we, they asked McDermott about it today, he is very hush hush. He says, "Oh, he's not practicing today." It's like I'd love to hear some type of update on what is going on with his injury. If there was a setback, I'd rather hear it because I'll tell you one thing: Chris Godwin, he got the exact same injury, and he's back on the field. Yeah, exactly. These guys, you hear these guys getting designated to return, and you know, I think, um, you know, Dobbins obviously had a knee, I think, too, but he's was before yeah. Trey. But um, you know, you see all these guys. It's kind of you know, you have some envy, right? And you're like, Akers came back from the yeah. Achilles injury really fast. Came back in yep. the playoffs in the Super Bowl run. Obviously, Achilles is different from ACL, but you see, like modern yeah. medicine is completely different, and people come back. So it could be a setback. Or it's just Sean McDermott being a pain and not wanting to say anything. It could be also that. Also but I, I think it's until he practices or is um, uh, activated, because once he's activated, you have 21 days to um, bring him back, and then obviously you have to make a roster move and someone has to get cut or all that fun stuff. But, yeah, I, I would say wait until he practices, but I would be so shocked if he – he's not playing Sunday, so we can get that narrative out. I'm not yeah. saying that's negative, but people are talking about that. That's not happening. He, if he wants to play next week, I agree with Lance. Maybe not tomorrow, but a day at after. Yeah. At least Friday. It doesn't have to be a full participant, a limited participant, something like that where he's on no, the They just floor. have to activate him. They have to start yeah. that 21-day clock. As yeah. soon as they you know, as soon as they start that, then I think it's the week after they start that is when he's going to play. So if they start it next week, then it's like, well, probably. I still think it's after the bye. I'm just thinking about now like playing it out in my head and talking it like talk talking about it out loud. It's probably after the buy. It's it's yeah, that's the problem. Like it, the uh, you wish it wasn't the Chiefs. You wish it was whatever, right? Because then you would be like, oh, no brainer. Why would you rush him back? But to get to give him an extra week might be something that the Bills have always planned for. This might have been always the plan, and we always were like, oh, he might be back week one or week two. And then obviously they put him in the IR, so it might the plan might have always been to come back after um, the buy. So maybe the Bills are just sticking to that plan. We've always heard speculation, right? So it's uh, everything we've kind of heard all off season into the training camp and all these things has always been speculation. I think there's not really anything yeah, that's been said about any sort of timeline or, or really that's, that's what's the craziest thing. So they're just going through executing a plan and we have just no idea what their plan is or, you know, any kind of thing with him. So I, I think that if there was a setback Tampa, I think they would have probably said that, but I think this is just kind of going to plan with what they're expecting, like, mm -hmm. you know, like you're saying, Peter, and and it's like, well, there's nothing really to report because it's still on track for the plan we had. We just didn't share a plan with you guys. And they don't have well, to share their plan. I hope that's us. the case. They don't have truly, to. Truly, truly, yeah. I don't see it given, like, that much of a competitive advantage, though. It's like, why not just, like, yeah. calm my – why can't you just calm my anxiety, Sean? Just <laughs> Right? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you feel better? The good thing is that they're not going to need him for Pittsburgh this weekend, more or less. I don't think that's pretty much. Obviously, Pittsburgh has, I think Pittsburgh has some solid weapons. Deontay Johnson's very good. Uh, Claypool's been good in the past. Um, but it's not Kansas, Kansas City's the game you're thinking, like, uh, we could really use because we didn't have him last year in the playoffs. Absolutely. We could use Trey White, fully Trey White. But I would surprise say after the bye to answer. Long answer to your question, probably after the bye. <laughs> Okay, All right, guys. Okay, Tampa. appreciate you. Been talking appreciate to you guys. Appreciate you stopping by, my man. Hey, no problem. We'll see you guys okay, tomorrow. Man. See you tomorrow. That was oh, he's back and he's gone. That was Tampa Neal breaking tables Mondays and Thursdays, and we're gonna wrap up the Ravens talk. Lance Picasso's player of the game, and once again, shout out to Picasso's for the best pizza in Buffalo. It's gotta be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. Who is your Picasso's player of the game? From the Ravens game, right? You're saying? Yes, from the Ravens uh, game. Yeah, correct. I I kind of did this um, on my show with the, with the Maniac of the Week, and I I can't feel any shame for this, but, I mean, Josh Allen's just been incredible. And we go where he goes and where he takes us, and I think that Allen was absolutely, uh, you know, a stud. I, I know he had a couple early interceptions with tip passes and things, but, you know, Josh Allen – uh, making the machine go, and uh, that's my player of the game, number 17. Never can go wrong in the Bills' victory with Josh Allen because the odds are 
Josh Allen had a hand in that. This is the Bills aren't winning a lot of three nothing games. Well, if yeah. we do, well, then that'd be kind of crazy. Um, I would say my Picasso's play of the game. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go Jordan Porter. I think Jordan Porter is a safe answer. One, he had that interception in the second half off the tip ball by Prince Amelie at uh, midfield. Obviously, the Bills did not capitalize on that. That was frustrating that the Bills did not capitalize. But the biggest play of the game was Jordan Porter losing his man, Dumervay, and then coming all the way back and making a play on the ball and setting up the Bills for their game-winning field goal drive. And I thought Jordan Porter was an absolute animal. You could see the difference in the Bills' defense from week to week when Jordan Porter's in the game and when he's not in the game. Hopefully his injury is not crazy, that he has some rib injuries. I expect Jordan Poirier to play this week because we need him on this defense. He's now without Micah Hyde. He's the leader of that defense. He's the leader of the back uh, seven on that defense. So Jordan Poirier. It looks like they slotted Jordan Poirier into Micah Hyde's position. And they put Jaquan Hamlin into. That was very, very uh, unexpected for me. I was just like, yeah, Jaquan Johnson would play. Why not? And then, but no, they they moved Poirier over. And obviously Poirier's the best safety on the team. And um, if Mike is hurt, so you're going to put him in, you know, whatever position you can. And then um, I didn't know that he could play. Uh, I did not either. Free safety, so, And this Ooh. is a big time for DeMar Hamlin. Big time. Because this is, I'm not saying like this is like a make or break here for DeMar Hamlin, but this is his chance to, especially if Porter's back next year with Hyde. There's no playing time there if they're fully healthy. This is a big chance for DeMar Hamlin to show that he can play in this league and then he could be a legit safety. And I think so far he's, Done nothing wrong. I think he's been. And if he does, then we don't see Poyer get a contract. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like they're like, all right, dude. Well, we're gonna groom your replacement while you're sliding over to help us cover Micah. The biggest thing is 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 Micah Hyde back for 2023. Like, I'm I'm not saying he's not gonna be. I'm not like going out there and saying that. But you don't know with the neck injury. You never know. That's why I'm saying the uncertainty. And I don't want to go too far ahead of ourselves, obviously. But just you need one of them up the middle for 2023 is just insane. Because well, you need one of those two safeties back. For next year, oh, 100%. so it's Micah even able to, and then if he's not he's, able to, and the Bills will know that he's not able to, then you have to give part of a contract. I don't care, nah. I really I don't care. Yesterday. I, yeah, so if Mike is back, then you could obviously make the case where you don't have to give part of the contract, and that's off season for you. that's the off season show because we have a lot of time to kill in the off season. So, yeah, Lance's Picasso player of the game, Josh Allen. My Picasso's play of the game is Jordan Porter, guys. The comment section is open as we're going to be moving towards the Pittsburgh game. Lance, give me one of your keys to a victory over the Steelers on Sunday. The key to winning Sunday against the Steelers is Josh Allen good at football. Peter tailgates properly in Buffalo for the game. Yes. No. Uh, Absolutely. Anybody doesn't know, I'll be at the game on Sunday, so come and say hi. I, have, I know I have a ton of fans. I'm basically like someone after. Um, but yeah, I'll be at the game on Sunday. So if you listen That'll to me, in, yeah, I think that uh, I want to. What I want to see, and I don't know if it's necessarily a key to victory, but I just want to see the the running game get the, get some traction here. This consistent, really effective yeah, running game. Be able to. We should be able to kind of move the ball up and down this defense. I think. Um, so I think that. You know, it's a matter of uh, execution, and I really want to see this offense just dominate and overwhelm their defense. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I would like to see, like, clock management with the run game, like, be consistent, make it easier for Josh Allen. Because I want one of these this game, like, when Josh Allen doesn't have to put the team in the back, like, kind of relaxing. It's never going to be relaxing. But the run game to be consistent. I would love to see James Cook. I don't need to see Zach Moss anymore. I think I'm done. I think the Zach Moss train has uh, sailed. I would love and look. They tried getting James Cook the ball, like he uh, that out route or the screen pass, whatever it was called, whatever you want to call it, the flat route. Um, I don't know, not super technical. They call the wheel, wheel, yeah, route. wheel route. Thank you, thank you. That's what it was, the wheel route. Um, you could saw if you go back to watch the film, he was looking up field before he caught the ball, and he dropped the ball. So, so yeah. he needed a lot of space. He was like, oh, I got a lot of space. So everything's kind of slowly. Coming to James Cook, I think we'll eventually see more of James Cook because he could be the starter next year. Like that could be a legit option for the Bills. But James Cook getting involved would be awesome. Another key to the victory: make Kenny Pickett's life a living hell. Because I do think the Steelers have some weapons that could give the Bills potentially some trouble back there. Not overly trouble, but Deontay Johnson is a very good receiver. He's a very good receiver. Claypool's a big receiver. He's been mm-hmm. up and down this year maybe because of streaky quarterback play. But those are two solid receivers. Pat Firemuth is a good tight end. 
They have some solid weapons. I, I wouldn't knock the Steelers' weapons from um, from any point. If the Bills can make Kenny Pickett's life a living hell back there, then it's going to be a long, long day for the rookie in his first start. Like, this is his first start. He's in Buffalo. The winds, there's always, it's always windy in Buffalo. He's, he knows Josh Allen's on the other side. This isn't your typical Steelers defense where they're just going to manhandle you. Like, this wasn't the typical Ravens defense. This is a Steelers defense that is not particularly strong in the secondary, m- minus Minka Fitzpatrick. They're not particularly strong at the linebacker position. And on the D-line without T.J. Watt, it's Cameron Hayward and a bunch of guys that don't scare you. When they lost T.J. Watt. Yeah, yes, when they lost T.J. Uh, Watt. The Steelers yeah, defense really... went from a top 10 defense to top 20 defense. It was kind of a, kind of in that area, whatever you want to call it. So I think We want to see our third quarter defense play all four quarters this week. So let's get that third quarter <laughs> defense out there for all four quarters. Vegas is thinking that. Vegas you know, is definitely thinking that. A complete domination. Yeah, Vegas is expecting kind of complete right. domination, and I I hope for the same. I think that's a key. To, you don't want to get into a close game with these guys. We saw that last year of how that went, and it just would be nice to not have to worry about that. Yeah, Sauce God agrees. Get after getting after Pickett is crucial. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be consistent sacks. It just has to be consistent pressure where you make his make, make it tough back there for him. Uh, the Bills this past weekend had two sacks. That's obviously a little different because the Ravens are not your typical. Drop back offense. Will March is not going to be in the pocket for 30, 40 times a game. Um, but also the Steelers haven't ran the ball particularly well. We talk about a bad offensive line, or the Steelers have a bad offensive line with a great running back back there in Najee. Right. So the Steelers offensive line isn't anything to lose your mind about. So I think the Bills getting after Kenny Pickett's huge. I think getting Gabe Davis involved, involved early and often. I think Hopefully he's fully healthy from that ankle injury because I think that has been bothering him. But if the Bills can get Dave Davis involved a lot and just make it consistent catches, doesn't have to be a ton of yards. But I want I want Gabe Davis to have a game because it just takes a lot of pressure off Diggs. It takes a lot, it makes it easier easier for Allen. So what do you on the weapons? Like what do, what do you want to see? Because look, we have McKenzie in the protocol at this moment. You don't have Jameson Crowder, and you have Dawson Knox who hasn't been particularly great this year. So what are you looking for on the weapons this weekend? That's what I'm looking for, though. Dawson well, Knox to show up. You know, it's like, all right, well, you don't. It's yeah, kind of tough though, because they do. They do uh, have Minka Fitzpatrick, though, who could match up fairly well um, if they decide to, you know, try to use him. Uh, he's a great to take great out team. Knox. Or I'm not sure what their scheme obviously is going to be, but uh, I think that, like you said, Davis was full today from what I saw in the entry report. So that's, that's good news. Right? He played 98% of the snaps anyway on Sunday. So I'm really. Not, I mean, I understand he's hobbled, but I, he's not, you know, in jeopardy of missing any time unless there's another no. setback. So, um, you know, I think that, yeah, getting him healthy, getting him a productive game this week would be great for for Gabe to kind of get get the ball rolling, especially going into the Chiefs where he put up monster numbers in the playoffs, right, against them. So, if we can have kind of a little, uh, you know, Gabe Davis step one today uh, this week, and then you know next week against the Chiefs. You know, he can maybe um, have a little remnants coming off from that playoff game and, and have a big one again. Um, and maybe the, the result comes in our favor. Yeah, I think Gabe Davis, obviously, Dix is going to be there. Um, I want, I hope McKenzie plays because I think he's been particularly pretty good this year. Um, he had a touchdown, obviously, against the Ravens. He had a touchdown against tennis. No, he had a touchdown against LA, I think it was. That's who he had a touchdown against. Yeah, he did. But Shakir was good. I think we're going to see a lot more Shakir. Do they elevate Isaiah Hodgins? Could that be an option in the past game? Um, I would love. I would love to see Shakir and McKenzie split time. I hope McKenzie comes back from the concussion. Okay. Me too. I got him on my fantasy team, so that's one of the few I didn't really take. I didn't go after Diggs or Davis or any of those. Uh, I think I got but yeah, McKenzie. But yeah, McKenzie's like, let's go. Yeah, he's he's critical out of the concussion protocol. Obviously, hopefully he's okay. Obviously, in that sense, but if he's good to go, that'd be great. But I expect to see Shakir because two catches for twenty-three yards. Those two catches are some big catches in that second half of the game. So I think Khalil Shakir is a huge factor for the Bills. Running the ball, like you said, and just not letting the Steelers hang around. This is a Steelers team that is one and three that has come off a loss against the Jets in a game that they probably should have won. Can he? A couple of tip balls, a couple of all that stuff, a game that they probably should have won. The Steelers aren't the Pittsburgh Steelers we grew up on, we're used to. They have a win over the Bengals, 
23-20. But they have lost three straight games to the Patriots, who are not good. The Browns, who are not good with Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback. And the Jets, who are not good. The Steelers team is not good. That's basically where I'm getting there. The Steelers team is not good. Um, this is a game where the Bills are the better team. Yeah, very early and often, right? Yes. Yeah. You have to show your dominance. And this is a game where at halftime, this, you have to be thinking, I'm not saying leave the game because I don't, I, you always stay for the game because you pay the tickets, you stay for the game. But this is a game where the game should be over relatively halftime, third quarter. This is a game where the Steelers aren't, they don't, they're not, they don't have the high powered offense. They don't have the high powered defense. This is a team that's coming off three straight losses. They're one and three. They're desperately needing for a win. They're made the change to a different quarterback. This is a rookie quarterback's first start going up to Buffalo in a hostile environment on the other side where he knows he's going to have to score points and he's going to have to make some plays, which leads to turnovers. So this is a game where the Bills have to show their dominance and show that they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Do you believe in trap games or no? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, this is you have. You I know, wouldn't say I don't. Really, this doesn't get me a trap game feel though. Well, you got a huge uh, win coming off against the Ravens, right? You got a team that's not very good, and now you're gonna play the Chiefs next week, right? So you've got all this emotion. Yeah, I guess I things. Guess it's like could be a trap it's game. like quintessential for me is like, uh, you know, <laughs> so Scott's gonna yell. At me. So uh, you know, I don't think that. Uh, it, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it necessarily is. I'm just saying that it has the potential, the, the, the makings of what would be considered one are all here, um, kind of. Uh, and I just, I, I, I cannot wait to see um, the performance because I really want to see them, like you said, come out and just dominate, dominate, dominate. Yeah, they they have to dominate. They this is a game where that the. Like it could be a track game. I don't get that. I get where I get the. I get it where you get the feel from. I don't like. Sometimes you feel it like personally. Like ooh, for some reason I thought the Miami game was a trap game, even though Miami's. I had much- that pit in my stomach for Miami, man. It was yeah, crazy. I didn't like Miami. It just was like oh, man. I didn't like Miami at all. That was one of the games. Sauce is coming in. Jags game. I don't think Jags game or trap game was. I just thought the game we were just smoke them. I was so wrong. We were so wrong. Um, yeah, this. I don't think it's a trap game. The Miami Dolphins game, I thought was a trap game. I just, like I agree. I had that pit in my stomach. I was just did not feel comfortable that game. And we had every, every right to be not feel comfortable because we ended up losing. That game's a trap game. Was a trap game. I'm looking at the schedule. Like at Detroit on Thanksgiving is such a trap game, in my opinion. Like I think that's a game like the Bills can eat. Like it's just you're Thanksgiving. The Lions the boys are love their turkey game. legs at the end of the game, so they're going to be playing for that. True, but. I don't get the trap game feel. I get where if you told me you get, like you said it could be a trap game, you get that feel. Um, I don't necessarily know if I get the feel. I just wanted to know your thoughts on uh, on, on trap games in general. And, I I know I so like I agree. Some with people that. don't even believe in it, and I don't I thought know the what Titans could have been a trap game too yeah. because the Bills are coming off a huge win on Thursday night. Yeah, everyone's downplaying the Titans because they just lost to the Giants. They're downplaying the Titans, but I'm like, this team was a one seed last year. They have to be half decent. They beat us the last two years. Like, this team's good. I was so wrong. Thank God we were wrong because we beat the brakes off of them. But I thought that was a trap game. The the spread is absurd. The spread is absurd in this game. You're crazy if you're betting on the Bills. I think you're like, – it's just like – I'm not saying not bet on the Bills. 14, 15, 16 points is a lot of points. It's the National Football League. It's it's the teams are half decent. Decent. Look, they could be a gar- you could be up seventeen and have a garbage time touchdown. Yeah, for sure. I, I I wouldn't recommend. I would recommend the over on Josh Allen passing yards, whatever that is. Yeah. I'm pulling stuff out of my, you know what? But I think yeah, go on underdog fantasy, get a little pick them there, and you're gonna have uh, using the code promo code bib right, and you're gonna yeah. go on underdog, and you're gonna say Allen's gonna beat Kenny Pickett in a rival, you know, and his passing yards will be. More than Kenny Pickett plus 150. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things. They're going to have some crazy number on there, and and it's cool to have the player versus player stats. I think um, that's one of the really cool things about Underdog that I enjoy. But I would encourage you to check it out this week yeah. and just kind of see. Even if you get a chance just to check it tomorrow, just look and see how the rivals kind of work. It's just a neat little yeah, thing. There's a little nuance to the to the fantasy. Uh, I'll definitely they provide so. so. 
definitely do some things. And I'll also tweet out Lance if you got any questions with the underdog fantasy or tweet at Built in Buffalo. Um, I had questions because I messed up. But I still want money, but I messed up because I was like, I woke up the next morning. I'm like, where's my money? Where's all my money? And I was like, this is not the money that I thought I want. I was telling but, all the frat guys I could buy the jungle juice. Is that still a thing or no? <laughs> it's still, I'm, my school doesn't have frats, but jungle juice is still a thing. All right. I, I would not recommend drinking jungle juice if you go to a party um, yeah. because you don't know what's in that. But if you drink it, then that's your own wish. Um, yeah, built in Buffalo. Don't drink jungle juice. Um, <laughs> Buffalo now cover one because Dave is cover one. We lost Dave Myers to cover one. It's 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 a sad day. He's gonna fire both of us because I'm saying this right now. Um, but it's a sad day. It's a sad day that we lost Dave Myers to cover one. I think the world would end if Dave left us for cover one. That's right. I think the world would the world would end if Dave left us. Like left built like one day you I get I think he's day. allowed to. It's his own um, deal, isn't it? Yeah, but like he just dipped and he was like, Yeah, I'm done and just never talked to us again. And just like we, that would just be a what I don't know why I'm thinking about this. My brain just went to that. Um, I'll pick it up and run with it. Me and Akeem go. Akeem. <laughs> sauce guy's right. Never, never drink it. Maybe Sauce God has an experience where he drank it and he wishes he didn't drink it. Yeah, my cousin's got an experience where I drank it and then I threw up all over his apartment. So he didn't really like that. Oh, Back in the U Albany days. There, so. Oh, is that we went? I'm assuming that's where we went to school. You all. Where my cousin went, I didn't go there, but I went to many of frat parties there. Oh. So, yeah, don't drink the jungle juice, guys. Um, one final talking point before we get to the game predictions. Bill's defense versus the Steelers' offense. Any concern you have on the defensive side of the ball going on Sunday? It's not a concern, but I like I said, I want to see if we can get these guys up front back in the, in the interior of the defensive line and Again, see how that like – Jordan Phillips, all that stuff. Yeah, I want to see if we can get uh, – increase the pressure on Pickett for sure because obviously that was your key to the game. One of your keys, just consistent pressure. Um, so I'm not concerned about going in there with the guys we have. I just want to, I'm just more intrigued to see. I just, it would be nice, obviously, right? Like I said before, to have these guys and get them kind of a dress rehearsal for Kansas City so that we can have, you know, one game under their belt where they're firing on all cylinders and, you know, the communications back and those kind of things. There's just a lot of nuance that goes in when you're playing the defensive line that I just think, you know, having executing a stunt or executing the different games you want to play up front and have the four-man rush give consistent pressure throughout a game and, you know, all getting your legs back under you and all this stuff for a, for a game situation, all these things is going to be, you know, one of the keys to getting the Bills defense running at a high-octane level, right, to make sure that we're uh, as good as we can be against Patrick Mahomes in a week. But, uh, you know, it starts now with, with uh, executing against Kenny Pickett and the Steelers' offense. And I feel like we haven't seen Ed Oliver, and we haven't really. We saw him week one against the Rams, but he left with an injury, and he was hobbled with an injury. Didn't play week two against the Titans, didn't play week three, and didn't play week four. We really haven't seen Ed Oliver. And I was expecting a br- – I'm not saying he's not going to break out. Injuries, that's not really his full fault that he hasn't broke out because of injury. But I want to see Ed Oliver because I expect him to detackle the future – I want to see him with a little more of an open because we saw how Tim Settle and Daquan Jones have played very well this year. We saw when Jordan Phillips has played, he's gotten consistent pressure on the quarterback. And I think Ed Oliver can do that, but to another level because I think Ed Oliver has that another level. I want to see Ed Oliver back. I want to see him get after the quarterback. I also see one, I want to see Jordan Phillips get back. I want to see him hype up the crowd after a tackle, a sack. Yeah, right, 100%. And, but the energy just, is just unmatched. Yeah. I mean, these guys going out there, that's the thing. This group is so in tune with one another. It's crazy how they feed off each other. So just having all those presents uh, back on the field, and it's not the same with them just being in street clothes on the sideline. They still, you know, they're waving their towel and everything, but, you know, they're not in it. They're not. No. The energy doesn't transfer. Um, and we don't need a ton of snaps from those two guys on Sunday. This has to be a work and back progress, which could be good, for, like you yeah, said, to 100%. kind of gear them up and get them ready for Kansas City the following week. But I think those guys are coming back. Obviously, Tremaine Edmonds needs to come back from this hamstring injury, whatever that is, and we'll see the full extent of it the next on Thursday and, and Friday. Obviously, Poyer with the ribs. Um, injuries on the defense besides that are not like game-time decisions, like Benford's out, obviously Rhodes out, Micah Hyde's out, White, White's out, all that stuff. Um, but I would love to see the D-tackles come back. Yeah, I think the offense could pose some challenges on Pittsburgh because they have some weapons that I think are not top-tier weapons, but they're 
above average weapons. Deontay Johnson is a really good receiver. Claypool has proved he could play the NFL position pretty well. Not great this year, but it's Kenny Pickett's first start. This is a game where the Bills should win. So leading us into that, game predictions for the Bills taking on the Steelers on Sunday. Lance, who do you got winning and what's your score? I'll go 41-17, Bills. Jeez, a lot of points right there. I love points. Who doesn't, right? Yeah, 41-17. That's, that's a lot. I'm waiting for this offense to just explode like that. And they did it. They already scored a pretty good amount of points. 41 against Tennessee. And we'll just keep executing 30s. it at a high clip. And uh, you know what? I'm going to change it right now. 42 to 17. Sorry. Oh. That nice round number in there. And uh, I think that the one guy you didn't mention from Pittsburgh's offense that you need to think about too is George Pickens, right? So he. Oh. Yeah, he's going. He's a rookie coming in with Kenny Pickett. So these guys um, coming in together may have uh, a scary relationship in the future if they can progress and develop uh, the way the Steelers obviously hope they can. But um, I'm looking at George Pickens again this weekend too as a tough matchup. Uh, yeah, Steelers have weapons. Fortunately, we have Teron Johnson, so we're not. Super we always forget to mention how good Teron Johnson is. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't play the outside corner. Like where exactly. most people get their popularity, he plays the slacker or the nickel corner. Teron Johnson's been a staple of this defense for the last handful of years. One of the best nickel slot corners in the NFL. Doesn't get enough credit at all. And he's going to probably have his hands full with the guys like Deontay Johnson's probably going to be slid in there. And I know Clay Fuel's going to fire move the tight end. Um, yeah, Fryer Mills can. can go back. I think Milano should be able to lock him down. So yes, 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 yes. Super concerned. That's that's the thing is like you look in like okay matchups matchups like well. We match up pretty well. So, I mean, if they give up 17 points, I think that's being very generous to Pittsburgh. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm just yeah. saying. I don't I think, think Pittsburgh gets a 17. Yeah. I got, I got Buffalo 31, so I think the Bills stay around the 30s. Uh, and I think Pittsburgh 14. So, I got Bills 31, Pittsburgh 14. So, I think the Bills' offense is too much. They get into the 30s. It's the NFL. They slow down a little. They don't go crazy. Um, But I, I don't think Pittsburgh's offense is – they haven't shown me anything. Through four weeks, so what am I supposed to take from that? They're the new quarterback. Um, they just lost to the Jets. The new quarterback came and threw some interceptions. Not all his fault. One was a hell merit, then one was tip. Like all that stuff. But if you're the Bills, you should show your dominance offensively. The Bills should have no problem moving the ball up and down the field. Obviously, you have to execute when you get in the red zone. But outside of Minka Fitzpatrick and Cameron Hayward, because of the loss of um, T.J. Watt and the lack of corners this team really has which is astounding for the Steelers who usually have good corners and that the Steelers are known for their secondary. There is not a scary Steelers secondary outside of Minka Fitzpatrick. So I think the Bills should have their way offensively. They can get a legit run game going. Not, not even a legit, just an effective run game. That's all I'm asking for, an effective run game like we saw in the last drive against Baltimore on Sunday. I think the Bills have their way, and I think they do have their way. I think 31-14. So I got 31-14 Bills. Lance has a 42-17 Bills. So we both got the Bills defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers and moving on to four and one. Lance, once again, my man, appreciate you coming on. Where can everyone find your social media and your show? Sure. Yeah, I'm at Mafia Montage on Twitter. Uh, you can find our show Friday nights at 7 p.m. The sit down will be live on Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter um, with my co host, uh, Sauce God. So uh, tune in Friday 7. We've got a really special guest. I uh, just want to give a plug here. Uh, Nate Geary is going to join the show. So, oh. Uh, yeah, WGR, and uh, hope to have a great uh, conversation with him about a lot of different topics that we don't typically do with our show, but we're going to mm -hmm. touch on some kind of sports betting and fantasy football and oh, different cool. things and kind of get into a whole uh, uh, thing to you know get our followers and listeners uh, a little taste of, of Nate's ex expertise on that kind of stuff. So. Nate's a great guy. I had him on in June. He's a, he's a great guy. Love the guy. So, guys, look for that Friday night. Tomorrow night, Breaking Tables. Um, Breaking Tables is back tomorrow night after the hiatus on Monday, but they're back Thursday night at 8 p.m. As always, the Buffalo Bits is here every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. You guys, if you guys missed the show, you can check it out tomorrow morning or you can rewatch on Facebook and YouTube. But if you prefer the podcast version of this, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast starting tomorrow morning on your way to work or wherever you guys go on your Thursday mornings. But if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, right there. Nope. Eh, right there. DBRC Peter on Twitter, guys. I will follow you back. I'll be back next week, Wednesday, 8 p.m., breaking down the Bills 
versus the Steelers, and then getting you guys ready for the Bills versus the Chiefs. And if you guys are listening, I will be at the game on Sunday. So, guys, come know who I am. Probably don't. But if you know who I am, come say hi, because I'll be at the Bills game on Sunday cheering on the Buffalo Bills. As always, I'm Peter Biasi. He was Lance. Once again, guys, Buffalo Blitz every Wednesday. Make sure you guys follow Built and Buffalo on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And until next time, go Bills. Go Bills.